Hello and welcome to Philly Sports Now, a Philly fan podcast. My name is Zach and I am here today with Andrew and Nick. We are here to talk pre-game, a little bit of post-game from last week since we didn't really get to meet, but we are talking pre-game Philadelphia Eagles versus the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I believe in Arizona, correct? Um, and it will be uh, Sunday uh, do, 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 do. it doesn't have the time here. I got no time. Four there it five. is. Four or five. Four or five p.m. Another four o'clock game. Jeez, Louise. I really. I. I don't. Is that a good thing? Is that prime? Like, no. is that they thought the Eagles were good, or is this bad? Uh, the prime time is four twenty-five. Uh, is like the game of the is the game of the afternoon game of the week. This is more just Arizona being more toward the West Coast and giving them the benefit of time change. My guess. Mm. Well, as I said, we didn't get to talk last week. I did try to record a podcast on my own. Unfortunately, that got lost to the podcast gods there are. Um, but let's talk about this game coming up. You know, the Arizona Cardinals in third place in the NFC West. The Philadelphia Eagles in third place in the NFC East. Uh, I don't know. Are the Arizona Cardinals still in the hunt? Because technically, the Eagles are still in the hunt. Yes, the Car- Cardinals are in the hunt. Um Especially for the, I think they actually hold the last wild card spot, if I remember correctly. Um, in the yeah, they hold the seventh spot, the last seed by a game. Uh, Vikings and Bears trail them by just uh, they're both six and seven. Cardinals at seven and six, but they are uh, third in their division. They're two back of the division with what three to play. So obviously tough to win their division, but they still hold the last wild card spot. So, uh, on top of that, you know, we're going into this game. We got Jalen Hurts starting for a second time. Jalen Hurts starts and beats the New Orleans Saints, the team with the best, arguably the best defense in the NFL, the entirety of the NFL. Um, You know, it became a close game at the end. They did let uh, the defense let 14 points in the third quarter, which I know scared me, but... uh, I don't know. What do you guys th- like? I I, I got to say, I, I think we talked about it a little. I think Nick said it before the podcast started, but it really looks like Jalen Hurts is lighting a spark. And 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 I think that is something that we should talk about. Yeah, I'll start off here. I mean, I think it's hard to deny that Jalen Hurts has lit a spark in this offense and this team in general. And look, I mean, um, he, he, Carson had uh, 12 weeks, 13 weeks one of those numbers, 12 weeks to show, to get this offense going. And he was unable to provide that energy and unable to provide that type of gameplay, quite honestly, um, and be able to, to to lead this team to victory in the sense that Jalen Hurts was able to do on uh, last Sunday. And um, I'm not blaming it 100% on Carson, but I think what this game showed me is there's a clear disconnect between Carson and the coaching staff. Um, I don't know who I, I can't say who's to blame for that, but given the fact that Hertz comes in and is able to run this offense so efficiently, um, I'm leaning towards Carson. I mean, it sounds it seems uh, and and you know, with what I've heard from ESPN and other sources that Carson has been a bit of a a handful to deal with um, at, from a coaching perspective. Um, you know, I, I'm starting to buy into all the reports and all the rumors that like he's a hard guy to coach and he he doesn't take criticism well and he hasn't been able to, um, you know, kind of uh, been able to take take 
play the, like run this offense the way it was meant to be played. Um, I think it says a lot that in Doug Peterson's career, he's 11 and two with backup quarterbacks now. Um, you know, I, I think it says a lot that, you know, this has happened before where um, on the year after the Super Bowl, I think the Eagles were six and seven looking like they were done and out of contention for the playoffs. And Carson, go- Carson comes out and Nick Foles comes in and is able to lead us to the playoffs. Um, you know, I don't think that's a coincidence is what I'm saying. Do I think that Carson doesn't have the talent? I do not. I, well, I, I don't know how to say this. I do believe Carson still has the talent. Um, I, I, I do have faith in Carson. Um, but I think he, you know, needs to pull his head out of his butt and, and, and get on the same page as his coaching staff, because it, it doesn't make sense at all to me that, you know, it's not a Carson problem where this is the second instance where a backup quarterback has been able to come in and just immediately spring to life this offense. And I mean, this offense looked like, you know, an an offense that, you know, you'd believe in that. that, I mean, right out of the gate, the first drive of the game, um, we go down the field, we don't get points, but we went down the field and that was the best opening drive I've seen all season from this team. Like, like right out of the gate. Um, So I think there's a, a lot to be said for that. And I think, you know, Hertz didn't play excellent. I I just wanted to input here. Uh, well, do you are, do you want to keep going? I'm sorry. No, no. I, I, I mean, that's pretty much everything I had. So I, I just want to input here that I agree, and and I actually want to throw it to Andrew to get his talk, his conversation on on Wentz versus Hertz right now. But before you do, because I just really agree with you, I wanted to throw my sense and my hat in the ring, and that's uh. So so the things I noticed is you know we were doing plays that we wanted to see Wentz with, and they were working with Jalen Hurts, right? Like Hurts uh, running, being a, fast, being a fast quarterback, and, you know, taking it where it needs to go, running the ball, and, and all these things. And, you know, I, I will, you know, I'll, I'll admit when I'm wrong, straight up. And that, that is, in this case, like I have been saying, you know, the play calling is on Doug, play calling is on Doug. Well, that game made me, you know, take a step back to think about, well, what if, Doug is only calling the plays that Wentz is allowing him to call. Like, what if what if Wentz is well, sitting there and he's refusing to do these these other these these smaller plays that work because he's not listening? And, and you know, I'm not trying not, to say let let Doug keep his offensive coordinator position. I still think you should have another person take that job. I've made that argument, but I, I just I'm starting to think, like you said, Wentz has had a lot more input than we have thought about. And his stubbornness, which we have talked about, might be a big influence on why this team has been doing poorly. And not not only that, um, not only that, Doug might be running the plays that Carson is allowing him to. I think there's a good chance that Carson. I mean, Carson changes the plays at the line all the time. So, how, like, I think there's a good chance that Carson's just changing the plays at the line to what he feels most comfortable with and what he believes should be run. Um, and I think both Doug and Carson are too good of guys to call each other out. So I don't think we're going to hear that disconnect anytime soon. But I do think there is a clear disconnect there because you just see how much more efficient the offense was run with Jalen Hurts. And one more thing before I throw it to Andrew. Again, I know he's eager to get his get his own two cents out here. Um, I You said this too, and I, I want to stress, I have always thought Wentz had the potential to go back to that 2017 status. I, and he still I does. Just, I believe and he, he still does. does. And I just firmly, I, I think, 
after seeing Hertz play last week, and I think definitely if we see Hertz do anything similar this week, they don't even have to win. Just seeing him playing to that caliber, like if Hertz gets over 30 points, like that, that'll settle it for me, whether we win or not. That'll settle it for me that, that there's a Wentz issue. And, you know, I, I think Wentz could go on to win a Super Bowl with another team, that being the Colts or that being the Patriots or whatever. Like, I, I, I think Wentz is absolutely Super Bowl worthy. I just unfortunately think it's not going to happen in Philly right now. And I, I, I got to think Nick said it before on the podcast, and I, I don't know if I've said it, but I've agreed with it. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Wentz, Wentz not playing and us winning the way we did, like, I think that's something that we cannot ignore. Now, that all being said, uh, Andrew, your evaluation of Hertz, your evaluation of how it affects Wentz, give us your thoughts. Um. I, I'm going to disagree in some areas. Um, I don't think the offense was all that to go on about as everyone is making it out to seem. I mean, I think Hertz provided a spark early on the game, but you didn't see much different, if you ask me, in a lot of areas. I mean, you look at the final points total, 24. I mean, that, the team has put up 24 points uh, numer- numerous amount of times this year. You look at uh, Hertz's passing numbers. He only throws for 157 yards. Um, you, you look at some of the other stuff. You, you don't score in the first quarter again. I mean, we've complained about that time in and time out over the years. Uh, so not much there in difference. So uh, there is the defense really kept you in the game in that first half, which we've talked about numerous times this year. Um, you had a turnover late in the game, which we've talked about numerous times this year. You, you had a missed field goal, which you talked about numerous times uh, this year. Uh, and then you had multiple three and outs as well. Um, I really think this was just your, your typical Eagles game. They got off to a good spark. Um, and Jalen Hurts was able to do the job based off of running. Um, it's one game for me, so I'm not going to go all crazy about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he was very, he was an exciting player and something, I, I mean, this offense hasn't really seen a running quarterback like that since probably Vic, uh, a few years ago. So I am excited to kind of see that and you'll get that same thing this year. I think it was a mix of things. Um, originally, you're looking at a lot of the rollouts that we wanted them to call. Uh, they wanted them to call for Wentz. But uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the type of defense the Saints played as well, looking back on it. Uh, one of the most uh, blitzing teams in the league uh, it was blitzed multiple times. It was blitzed uh, 13 times versus the Saints last week. Uh, you know, 7-10 seven and, seven and ten with a uh, touchdown. Uh, so I think that was pretty good, and his ability to get out of the pocket was huge as well. So I think that's the area you really saw different than Wentz was his ability to, um, I don't know if it was pick up the blitz or just use his speed to escape and everything uh, and get out of there faster, which bodes well for this week too because Cardinals blitz, uh, I read, at a 38, 38.9% rate. So, I mean, we'll get into the, the Cardinals upcoming game as well, but uh, I think that bodes well uh, looking into this week's game. Uh, so I think that's something I'm going to look forward to this week, too, is seeing how he does that. And obviously now they got uh, teams got a week of film on him. So I'm interested to see how both Doug and Hertz prepare for this week and get ready. Because uh, obviously that's a big thing is adjustments, and he's going to have to make some. And I, I, I think it was, again, it was exciting. And, and a big thing with me is you saw the connection with Hertz with some guys. And, again, like we talked about before, they stopped using him. Uh, at times like Rager I think he had all 46 yards and two completions in the first half and it looked like it was going to be his breakout game and they stopped using him uh, so to me while Hurts did create a spark definitely in the first half and everything the overall game uh, standpoint I didn't think it was a whole lot different than usual 
So, uh, I mean, I want to okay, jump. Go ahead, I want to jump in and, and just you know, Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with that um, pretty pretty much completely, Andrew, because <laughs> you know you I think Let's go. I, no I'm I'm just saying like I think you can look at the to me that 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 sounds like if you look at the stat sheets, yeah, they put up 24 points. You know, Hurth only threw for 167 yards and a touchdown. So sure, you can say yeah, he didn't look much different. But if you watch that game play by play. That offense was the most exciting offense I've seen the Eagles have this whole season by far. Like because of his I had ability com- to run, not because of his ability. Yeah, yeah, but but regardless, like that's still an advantage point to him that he was able to carry out those games. Like Which I those hundred yards. There, I said that, I know, but I'm just I'm just saying, like you can't downplay that. That was another addition that Hertz brought brings to the table. Um, that was able to elevate this offense. So, like, in this situation, this offense, Hertz was able to be more successful than Wentz has been able to all season, is what I'm saying. Run. And that's but, exactly what I'm saying. But yeah. that's fine. Point, so what? So I'm, saying, I'm not saying, I'm saying all I'm so saying is everything else was no different to me. Again, you look at the way it was played. Rager, two catches. Goddard, four catches. Sanders, four catches. Ward, two. Jeffrey, one. Ertz, two. I mean, it's the same as all year. The only difference in this game was the excitement of seeing Hertz run and the I, ability to get first downs that way. You still had a ton I mean, of three and outs. I mean, you still Hertz, had drop Hertz passes. Had, Hertz it, had a better completion percentage, QBR, um, his QBR uh, touchdown interception ratio than Carson has every game. So Taysom I don't Hill think better QBR than Hertz did. Huh? I mean, his QBR, Taysom Hill had a better QBR than Hertz did. Yeah, but I'm talking QBR about Hertz. We're not talking about anyone else. But Patrick Mahomes is a better QBR than him too. But I'm talking about Hertz versus Wentz, and you can't deny he had a better QBR, better uh, completion percentage. He had a better touchdown to interception ratio. He did have a very costly fumble, which which I think is was his biggest flaw of the game and a horrible, you know, move on him. He's got to he's got to learn, and we'll see if he's able to pick it up. I'm not crowning him the next uh, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, but I think. Like to sit here and say that you didn't see a more exciting offense, I think is just like or a different offense. To me, I, I just don't. I don't know. I think you, my eyes watching that game immediately told me this was going to be a different game. You said we had three and outs. We didn't have nearly as many three and outs as we usually do on a week to week basis. We probably. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would guarantee you that we had a, our most third down completion percentage that we've had all season last game i mean we we were we were extending plays completing third downs constantly you said we came up empty in the first quarter we did um but we moved the ball down the field on the first drive of the game more than we have all season like we well, didn't see that before ball. too and just failed four now, down conversions it, it, or a turnover really happened Really, yeah, because we talk about oh well at least we thing. moved the moved the ball down the field i mean we said that I, before. I don't I I I disagree. I I disagree. I just don't think. I mean, I just don't see how you can say you watched that game last week and you didn't see a more exciting offense than you've seen in the other weeks. I saw a spark from a, a team as a whole standpoint, but I really like. How how can you sit here and say the offense was all that different uh, besides Hurts rolling out? And I even said, well, for yes, starters, exciting and it created starters, more plays. But again, overall, it really wasn't overall that much different. For starters, we had two players with over 100 yards rushing. I mean, we've never had that. I mean, so how could right there? That's more exciting than anything we've had all season. Well, I've already I've already said he was excited in running. What do you mean? Like, how many times do I have to say that part? Well, I've already said he was exciting like, to watch him rush. All I'm saying is 
the overall offense wasn't a whole lot different if you think about it. Like, yes, again, the excitement of running, yes. Third down efficiency, four for 13. Like, that's, you're going to tell me, like, okay, maybe it was a down, maybe it was one more better. But four for 13, uh, I mean, you do the math, that's. And what, but what that, were we on that, fourth down? Fourth down, that's 30%. Like two for three? Fourth down's two for four. Which is probably better than anything we've had all year with a touchdown. But I'm, I, just, I'm just saying, like, he came in and I had actually, for the first time this season, I had faith something good was going to happen on offense. Sure, it's because he has his legs. But, like, you're saying that, like, it's a cop-out. I'm saying it, like, it's just an added bonus as a I player. Think, I think the comparison is saying, like, like, like saying Wentz has potential because of 2017 is almost a cop-out, right? And now we're saying Hurts has potential because he's running. And, like, I know it's vastly different comparisons. But the point is, Hurts is now. Whereas Wentz is at what if, you know? I think that's the big thing we have to we have and, to look at. Right no, now. I never said it was a yeah, cop-out. I, I, I literally said his, him rushing was made it more exciting. But all I said was the overall offense as a whole, like, point to, point to a number, maybe outside of fourth down and, and rushing, because, okay, he ran, ran for over 100 yards, which I said was exciting. But outside of those two things, where in this offense was anything different than usual? I would I mean, say, I, just I would say, say, hold on, Zach, real quick, real quick. I would say long ball was especially different this game. I think we had three distinct 30-plus yard catches, which we definitely have never had this season. We've had them before, though. We've had two. No, like, no. We, we did not have the long ball like we did on, on Sunday. Just, just, just from a visual comparison, watching this game, Nick briefly said something like this, but, like, I actually, on a fourth down, well, first of all, let's talk about that. Doug was willing to go for it on fourth downs. Like, that's how I know, that Doug has a lot. faith and hurts. That yeah. absolutely what says mean? a we lot. We go for a fourth down all the time. We complain yeah, about it. He has not been doing that the past we, three we, or four Guys, guys we, you, Zach, you literally complain about it every week about going for fourth down and two-point conversions. No, no, the week before, to, we can't do the week before he stopped. The week before he stopped going for it. I, on the I, I think it says a lot, and I, I think I, I, I right away didn't necessarily agree with it, but with Hurts, you're seeing the results now. And that's the thing. Like Again, I'm sorry to Wentz because I love the guy, and I'm absolutely – I've said it before. I don't call for jobs. I hate that. I I, I, I Except maybe Howie, but I, uh, I, I, I love Wentz to death, but I just don't think he's working with this Philadelphia team as is. I think you'd have to break down the entire team around Wentz, and I don't think that's worth it. I think I, you should like, like, look at, look at this. One more thing I want to talk about before we move on. Um, and I meant to bring this up before you guys started getting into it. The one other thing I wanted to compare is Hertz was not sacked once, and he's using the same offensive line that Wentz worked with. I that's think that a says a lot. That says a ton. And sure, he gets out of it with his legs, for sure. But you're looking at Wentz has like six sacks a game. Hertz didn't get sacked one single time. That He was able to get rid of the ball faster. He was able to make the decision quicker. He, was, he wouldn't sit there. Everyone, Dan Orlovsky said you know, this week, Wentz, Wentz looks like a deer in the headlights out there sometimes. He just looks like he holds on to the ball so long. He's not adjusting to that. He's not making the decision. And Jalen Hurts was able to come in, get rid of the ball, extend the plays, and you know, not able to take a sack, which is huge. Which I, I just, you know, and again, sure, he has the legs, but to me, that's not a cop out. It's a, it's an added bonus. To I his, never said you, uh, you put those so, words on that. I never I, said it was a cop out. I know you didn't say it, but it sounds like 
you use it as like like you're like you're like yeah the offense didn't look different except for the hundred yards rushing Jalen Hurts had. Well, that's a huge freaking number. A hundred yards rushing from your quarterback. That's a huge number. You're it like is, the you're not gonna you're not gonna except for the one hundred yard rusher you added to the game. I I, I just think that that that's why I said it sounds like a cop out because that's All how right. you said it. So let's let's move on to specifically. Let's talk about this game coming up against the Cardinals. I just wanted to, I mean, to throw a number. The the one thing I had to say, like we are six and a half point underdogs, of course, going into this game, and I I, I got to admit, after last week's performance, I don't see this as an automatic loss. Now, do I think they win? Mm, not sure. We'll give scores in a little bit, uh, but I I I don't see this as an automatic loss. Like like I, I mean, you I never ever in a million years thought we would beat the Saints and we did. And and now going into this game, I think we could beat the Cardinals. I don't want to put words in Andrew's mouth again, but Andrew, didn't you project us to beat the Saints a few weeks ago? Like you said, that was your one game you thought we could win? Yes. I, yeah. I I, 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 uh, I I don't know. I think I think this week is going to be, like you said, tough. I, I, I mean, you're coming off a huge win, but I uh, I don't know how much you can base off of other than it was a fun game. I, it's hard. It was one game, like Andrew said earlier. It's one game. I'm right. and like Absolutely. for everything positive I said about Jalen Hurts. I mean, I'm not ready to crown him the starter of the team, like by any means. I think he's just, you know, the guy right now you got to roll with. And you know, he could get smacked this weekend and have a horrendous game, and I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Um, but um, you know, he could also have a great game. So it, it, it's, it, I mean, I think it all is going to, you know, rely on him. I do think it's interesting. The Cardinals a few weeks ago looked like a juggernaut and now they're sit seven and six and they do kind of look a little vulnerable. Um, but to Andrew's point he's made before Kyler Murray is a mobile quarterback and mobile quarterbacks against the Eagles have been a nightmare. Uh, why the saints didn't use Taysom Hill as a mobile quarterback. Really? They didn't really use many run plays. I don't know. Um, but uh, the running quarterback against the Eagles, for goodness sake, Daniel Jones ran all over us. So, you know, it's who's not even a running quarterback. Um, so when you design running quarterback plays, which I'm sure Kyler Murray is going to be coming this way, I, it definitely makes me nervous on that front. Yeah, well, a uh, note I read uh, earlier when I was looking at stuff for this game, too, is uh, the, the Cardinals aren't, aren't good against mobile quarterbacks as well. So I'm interested to see, assuming Did the you say? Do- did you say are not or are? Yes, are not. Are not. They're uh, in quarter in mobile against mobile quarterbacks in four games. They're one in three in those four and give up twenty eight points per game. So, hey, maybe you get two quarterbacks that run for over a hundred yards. <laughs> hey, you know I'm um, here for it. But no, yeah, guys- that was that was a positive note as well. Uh, looking at it, I mean, this could be a shootout type of game. I actually 100% agree, Andrew. Uh, if we want to get into scores now, we can. But I, I, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. That um, will save scores for them. Uh, okay. Well, the only other thing I want to go into here is is unrelated to the game itself. But but do you want them to win on a like? Okay, everyone's been talking about long term for the Eagles right now. If the Eagles win out, I think they can get the division. If I'm or do the do the do the Washington football team still need to lose a game at least? 
Washington has to lose one 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 game before the Eagles Reds. So so they have to lose Eagles Washington. So we have to win out. We have to beat them, and Washington has to lose a game besides us. Uh, technically, we. I mean, obviously that'd be the easier road. But technically, all we need is two. We just need two more wins than they do. So if they lose out and we just win two of the final three, we're in. And uh, the Giants have to lose one okay. game as well. So so long term, we've talked about this before. Basically. In your in your heart of hearts, do you want the Eagles to make the playoffs? Yes or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So so no one here is at the standpoint that long term the Eagles are better off if we don't make playoffs, things won't happen. Blah 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 blah. Quite quite honestly, I don't care. Like um, like we're in the middle of a season or towards the end of a season, uh, we're not out of it. So I would like this team to fight for that final spot if it's possible. I mean, and and if we sneak into the playoffs for with a six seven and one record, I mean, like, or is that what it'd be six seven and one? No, well, seven, we eight, went out or seven and eight. Yeah. Seven eight. If we get into the playoffs with a seven eight and one record, um, so be it. I mean, uh. uh I think I think the other two teams in his NFL history who have gotten to the playoffs with a losing record won the first game of the playoffs. So if we went seven eight one, won the first game of the playoffs, I mean like, heck, I, I'm not gonna say that's a positive season, but compared to what the season has been, I mean like what a turn of events that would be. And and yeah, you get a lower draft pick next year, but in my opinion, going from the 14th pick in the NFL draft to the 21st pick in the NFL draft isn't gonna be that big of a, t- a difference, especially when Harry Roseman's picking your guys anyway. So that was the other thing I wanted to talk about is that I, I we're at the point now in this season that if if the Eagles make the playoffs with Jalen Hurts, there's two things. First of all, you got to assume Hurts is playing in the playoffs, right? Like you got it. There's no question. And two, uh, I think Howie Roseman is saved regardless of how I feel about him overall because – the guy he drafted in the second round took you to the playoffs. Well, I mean, he's saved already. Uh, I don't know if you saw that report that came out today that said uh, Jeffrey Lawyer came out and said Howie Roseman's not in trouble. Uh, he'll be back. Well, said, that could mean anything because I still – Jeffrey Lurie. <laughs> I First of all, I can't believe – I can't believe the first thing Jeffrey Lurie said all season is that Howie will be back. That's his boy. That's um, his boy. But That's one be, of the biggest debates. He's gonna, my he's my gonna. point, the, what I want to add to this is that doesn't mean anything because I still thought, uh, even even if Howie was fired, I don't think he was actually going to be fired. I think he's just going to be moved around the organization because it's his boy, right? Like, I think it's absolutely going to be a Clintock move. He's just going to not be GM anymore. I I. I I think, so I think that's still possible. He'd still be a part of the organization. He just wouldn't be GM. But if Jalen Hurts takes us to the playoffs, doesn't matter. He's safe. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I think I don't think anything Jalen Hurts does this season outside of winning a Super Bowl, like lands him never. as the lands him as the starter for next season. Like if that makes sense. So like I don't think it's like this is Jalen Hurts' team now. So Harry Roseman therefore drafted the successor to Carson Wentz and we're moving forward. I think, you know, we have a, not the best offensive line. Carson wasn't able to protect himself. He's having a bad year. Uh, we're seeing what Hurts has in him, and why not roll out, you know, and see what he's got left. But if he takes us to the playoffs at 7-8-1, I'm not going to say that Hurts is the guy and Howie Roseman's success at drafting the successor, so therefore he's safe, if that makes sense. If we 
go to the playoffs. Hell, if we win out and that still doesn't somehow take us to the playoffs, I would be baffled if Hurts is not our starter. Zach, I I, I think, honestly, if Hurts takes us to the playoffs and whether he wins the game or not, I I think you have to give Hallie Roseman a lot of credit. Because that means means you're having a solid offensive line in my tie who's playing well, who we drafted and got a lot of back last four. That means Hurts played really well. That means Jalen Rager's contributing a lot. Time out. You cannot call it a solid offensive line. You have blamed no, the offensive line week after week but, for wins. Andrew, Andrew's point, Andrew, can right. I can I help you out real quick? Just a quick sentence. Andrew's point in his in a sentence was that if we won out and went to the playoffs, and 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 it continued like this, and Hertz showed you that we did in fact have a a good offensive line. Like like he's not saying right now he believes a hundred percent that this offensive line is a stud line. He's saying. Let's say Hertz doesn't get sacked anymore, and and that proves that we had an, a good offensive line. Okay, Can you in, really in, blame Howie Roseman? Andrew, I think that's what you're trying to say. I could have been wrong. All right, all right. Before you keep defending God and Savior Howie Roseman, I just want to say— First of all, to look at- I, was, I, was def- I was defending Andrew. I was not <laughs> defending Howie Roseman. I will say it's interesting, I, though. I think I, the Eagles are 4-0 without Jason Peters. I, 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 oh, absolutely. Get rid- I, okay, so, so thank you for defending me, uh, Howie Roseman, giving Jason Peters that no, extra $6 That's million. still not a bad season signing. Uh, you had uh, to. With to go, the three continue, injuries before the season, he was the last guy to go. Can I continue? He also, he also is the guy that drafted Jalen Hurts. And sure, maybe he's helping us now, but maybe the reason Wentz is doing so poorly is because, oh, I don't know, you drafted a quarterback in the second round, and we have a quarterback with a history of mental, like, I don't want to say mental illness, mental exhaustion because he was constantly scared of foals. And then the season you finally don't have foals, you draft a quarterback in the second round. So, yeah, maybe that's on Howie for getting into Carson's head. And then additionally, additionally, we have plenty of draft picks that we can compare on how should have happened. No matter what happens with DK Metcalf. Like, I I, I mean, are you really going to defend the fact that we still don't have that DK Metcalf? Like, that, that is unex- inexcusable. Yeah, but you got I, you got to remember there was 29 other teams that passed up on him three times. And and I, I I know you guys talked about this. This is a perfect segue for me to finally bring this up. You guys talked about this when I wasn't able to join the podcast on how Darius Slay, who I know is out, he's hurt, he's not playing right now. And you know, great great pickup by Howie Roseman was able to get Darius Slay. And I love Darius Slay. I'm I'm not dissing the man. I never I'm not dissing the man as he is, but as a player. He couldn't keep up with DK Mika, a second year, a second year receiver, and then right, he couldn't stop. keep up with he's that. To play with, I'm cutting off. I'm cutting off. I'm cutting off. My turn. You're gonna you're gonna use DK Metcalf as your excuse of why Harry isn't a bad GM because he's so good, and then you're gonna immediately discredit him for your next argument because he's not good now. He's, he's, he's good enough that we should have took him, but he also you. I think if you have a veteran cornerback, right, you should be able to keep up. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. He's the best wide receiver in the league right now. So uh, it doesn't matter if he's a second year or not. Like like that's the facts. So Darius Slay is one of the top cornerbacks in the league he's having a good season he's not having a good few last couple of games and he's played injured and he's now out so i think you're being way too hard on darius slay i think um he couldn't keep up with who he was paired with right he was hurt and he did keep up with everyone else he was paired with for the first 12 games of the season yeah so, so statistically like it's one of his best the, statistically it's one of his best so you're not you're not you're not giving him any credit for any of the good things he's done for the season, but you're going to use the three bad games as and say he's had a horrible season. 
I didn't say he had a horrible season. I said he's not performing as needed to be. He's not keeping up with the people he was paid to join. He's hired as our star cornerback. He needs to be able to keep up with those players. One game. Like, what was his last game? I don't remember. I I remember him having one game. What I'm trying to get at is how he is is a picker of people. And here we are with with this ragtag group. And then on top of everything else, you know, you've got that that cap that is going to magically disappear next year. Like I, I am. Yeah, just like this every year. Truth, truthfully, I have zero. Everyone keeps saying that I have zero concern about the cap because yeah, if there's same. one thing Howie Roseman consistently does every single year, it's he magically makes that all go away. And how does he do that, Zach? He chops off Zach Ertz's contract. Which you know you're fine with until he complains about it, and then he'll chop off you know everyone else's contracts and and say you're getting paid five hundred thousand dollars this year and you'll get ten million next year. Like he does this stuff and everyone's like, I mean I think that's such an undervalued and an underappreciated thing he does. I mean we this isn't the first time we've had cap trouble. Everyone's saying it like like this is the first time ever that yeah. Howie Roseman has screwed up the cap. Like we have this kind of trouble like. Almost every single yeah, but year, I think it's and the it, highest it's ever been because yeah, he keeps but he, promising this money. But he's never ever like we've never been shook by it before, and he and that's but, like the number one thing he's ever been. He, he, he does every year. He makes you it go guys away. have both come I, on yeah. and defended uh, Zach Ertz because you know he took the cut and he was promised millions the next year, and now we're at the point Zach Ertz isn't going to get those millions. So if you want to defend Howie, like you're okay with him basically cutting all these guys' contracts, but then like. That, you're also thing. okay with them being no, upset? That, like it's it, the he's not they agree, the contract. First he's of all, re, they agreed to it. He's re, no, he's restructuring it. So no right. one's no one's losing money. He's so Zach, restructuring Zach, it until listen, he doesn't Zach, give them his mon- their money. No, but they're still getting, getting. Listen, so if Zach Ertz, theoretically, I'm throwing out numbers. I have no idea the exact number. But say say Zach Ertz got paid fifteen million dollars this year and was scheduled to get sixteen million next year. That's thirty one in total. So what he does is restructure it where okay, next year you're only gonna get two million because uh to save the thirteen million to go somewhere else, but the following year you're going to get twenty whatever million to make up that. So you're still going to get the thirty one in total until just, he tells them, "Hey, we're going to no, cut your still, contract no, again because we got to move it around for Jason Peters, no, or oh, because we got to move it around for Wentz, or it's oh, because guaranteed. we owe Wentz thirty million. They're not losing money. It's guaranteed. You're you're guaranteeing it in the future, and then you're going back on your word. That's exactly no, why Earth is no, it's guaranteed no. money. They, they guaranteed the money." They don't have. They're just not guaranteed to get it this year. How many times has Ertz's contract been cut? Restructured. It's never. You been can cut. say restructured. Right. You can say whatever word you it makes you feel better at night. Well, yeah, how many times is that? When he retires, he's going to get the thirty-one million, regardless whether it's all in one year or not. Okay, then the cap is a problem because he's going to get no, that money. He's going to get but, the money. It's not. <laughs> so you just used this whole argument, and then it collapsed, and then you were like. Yeah, but the exact reverse of the argument is going to save that argument, too. That makes no sense. What are you talking about? My point is that he's in trouble because he keeps promising money, and it has to go there eventually. I don't think you— Zach, I don't think you understand how it works. Like, okay, like, like I, I, I'm done. I don't care. Or I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, I, I'm done with it. Um, no, you're not listening. Zach no, I'm not, because I think you guys are just so hell-bent on saying he's going to magically make it work. When if you promise someone money at some point, they have to get it. Right. Okay, so stop. I'm going to – I just want to calmly – I'm not even uh, – I just relax and he, hear me out. Zach Ertz is – I, I, I can literally pull up his numbers right now. Okay. 
Zach Ertz. Okay, can't find it. Zach Ertz. I remember he was guaranteed. Like, like he, let's say he's guaranteed. He signs a he signs a three year deal for um, a total of. Actually, I'm going to use Bryce Harper as the example. Bryce Harper signed a 13 year deal for 330 million dollars. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Bryce Harper is going to make 330 million dollars. Okay. Over like for the next 13 years. However, and everyone's and the, immediately everyone was like, he's going to make 31 million dollars a year. What the general managers do is they restructure it so that next year he might he might only get two million dollars, right? And that way they have that 30 mil to use under the like on other players. And then the year after, Harper might get 45 million dollars. Okay, I understand that. I I 100 understand that. What I am trying to say is. And I'm using Ertz as the example because it's he's been the most vocal. Why was he pissed off at the start of the season? Go. Because because he was not being guaranteed that money anymore. Like it, his contract is up. So he wants the safety of being on this team for the long haul and guaranteed the money. And they were not willing to guarantee him an extended contract. I, I, I understand that. But the reason he's pissed and the reason he's, you know, to an extent rightfully pissed, as much as it annoys me how it affects his game, the reason he's you you have brought up that he is rightfully pissed is because his contract has been restructured so many times and he's gone under a million, which is unbelievable at times. And and, and right. And I said I, what my point with that, and I stand by that, he was pissed about that because he was will like he has to accept that. He doesn't just they didn't just do it. So like he was willing to do that so many times and then they pulled the rug out from under him this season. And I agree that's still BS. But you know I, I but that's the I, point I I'm trying think... to make is if you let Howie continue doing that with all these players, like that's where the issue is. Like you're so you, that's so you're the way the NFL works, though. Everybody does that. The players won't want to play here. Not that Howie can't make it happen. Correct. Like you're correct. I, I sorry, okay. sorry to clarify. So that's I've a different never... argument. Okay, okay. I, I I think okay. So now let's re-argue the exact topic for the next twenty minutes. Now that I understand the new argument. No, no. <laughs> So, so to end this completely, yes, what I've been trying to say, and, and you know what, miscommunication on my part, you're right, I apologize. But what I've been trying to say is, do, do I think he's going to get out of this cap situation? Yeah, somehow it's going to happen. But players are not going to be happy. Like, that is that is the only way this happens. I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, um, and I don't disagree with you that some guys might not be the happiest, but... Um, I don't. I don't know. Well, I. I. I'm not ready. Like I. Don't, I don't know. And it's and not, the, it's millions of dollars. So the people you have to affect have to be the high hitting players. I, I disagree because you can't just go up and say, Carson Wentz or I don't know, it's Carson Wentz. I'm restructuring your contract to blah blah blah. No, the player has to agree. To Carson's it. not going to agree to that because he's no, apparently. He was just using an example. Oh my gosh! Then but, then Alshon, are, are going to complain about that guy too? <laughs> Uh, Miles Sanders. Right. So, so then Miles Sanders, you can't just go up to Miles Sanders and be like, oh, I'm changing your salary to blah, blah, blah. The player has to agree with it. It's I, the way the NFL works. Every GM does it. It's I, not a Howie Roseman problem. It's an NFL It's an NFL thing. I know, Andrew, but I'm trying to say he's Zach. done that so much that the players aren't going to be happy. Like, they don't care. They're Zach, going up at, to him and willing this, to do this, it. Look at this. Here's the thing, though. 
like winning winning cures all of that because in 2017 everybody was willing to restructure their contract and they loved it so if howie roseman goes up to them and say hey i'm gonna restructure i want to restructure your deal but i'm gonna bring in uh julio jones they're gonna go they, they have to decide do i want to win next year or do i want my money guaranteed next year instead of the year after Right, and then the players can make that decision. But if you if he does that and puts together a winning team, I'm talking winning cures everything. When we were in the Super Bowl, everyone's contracts were restructured. No one gave a rat's ass that they didn't make their, that money that year. Do you, you know what I mean? Well, then and let's hope we win out. Uh, let's 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 wrap it up and go into our Arizona Cardinals, uh, Philadelphia Eagles scores. I'll start it off. Uh, Andrew brought it up earlier, calling it a shootout. Um, and I agree. I think the Eagles are going to finally get over 30 points this season. Uh, however, I think they still lose. I think they are going to lose to the Cardinals 38 to 34. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think this shows Hertz's abilities continue to uh, make me look forward to his playing, um, make me lean into him over Wentz. Uh, and, and I think this I think Sanders goes off. I think the team does well. I, I somehow have faith in this offensive line. However, I think our defense is going to get run all over. And while I think it's close, I think the Cardinals still pull out a win. And uh, while our playoff chances won't be out, I think this, you know, hurts our mentality on it entirely. Uh, Nick, go. Um, I'm going to say the Eagles win, win 28 to 24. Okay. And I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, down to the wire kind of thing. I think there's going to be a lot of um, spark left in the in the team from last week, and Hertz is going to continue to bring that extra energy. And I think they're going to pull out another upset this week, and uh, you know keep us in the playoff hunt. Uh, I, I have confidence that the defense will do what they've done the entire season and do enough to keep us in the game. I don't think they'll have their best performance, but I think they will do enough to keep us in the game. And I think uh, I have faith that the offense under Hertz's new legs will be able to get something done. Um, I think this is going to be a, a loss. Uh, I think the Eagles. What I think the Eagles. Eagles dropped this game. Mr. Uh, Positivity, you can't pick a loss. He's been riding with the Cardinals all season, though. Yeah, yeah. you have. Um, you, you've uh, had this game locked in hell all year. Sorry, yeah. I keep interrupting. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Cardinals win this one 38-27. Um, Woo! Wow. I think, 40. listen, listen I, I've defended the defense all year. I think we've seen the problems with the running quarterback, running quarterbacks this season already. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson's having a down year compared to his standards, and, and we saw him put up 30 on the Eagles. Um, and we've seen it time and time before with, with them continue to struggle against these type of teams. Uh, and uh, the thing that worries me here is, yeah, I love the spark it created last week, but sparks can't uh, help injuries. And you lose Rodney McLeod for the season last week. Darius Slay's probably out with a concussion. Uh, and I think a hamstring injury, so you're missing arguably your two best secondary pieces, and you're going against one of the best wide receiver wide receiving cores in the league, along with one of the best wide receivers himself in DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and I just think between that, I think Kyler Murray is going to be uh, good at, uh, on the run and passing, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to hurt. It's just like Metcalf did, and uh, we'll see what happens. 
All <laughs> right. Well, that wraps it up here, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Philly Sports Now, a Philly fan podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Philly underscore sports now. That's at Philly underscore SPRTS now. That's sports without the O, folks. It's going to be a close game, according to Nick and me, and not so much Andrew. Oh, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be a good game regardless, I think. I think Andrew's we're all... taking the over. Andrew's taking the over. <laughs> Andrew's taking the over. I didn't even look what it, it, yes, the I actual noticed. over is. Uh, but, uh, you know, regardless, I think it's going to be... A, I'm excited to watch it, which is saying a lot. I think that is, in general, saying a lot. That we are all very interested in watching this Eagles game um, after the season we have had. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Philly Sports Now. Go, Birds!